How's it going? Welcome to Legacy Respawn Podcast, your weekly source of video game news, reviews, and impressions. My name is Andrew, and joining me virtually is the fibrous one, the Apex Oat, Jacob. I think you mean barely joining. <laughs> barely joining. <laughs> barely. Hey, you made it, though, uh, with your long-time uh, chronic microphone issues. Yeah, it's only been an hour that we've been sitting here, I think, possibly more. <laughs> The, the pre-production of the show takes longer than recording the show. <laughs> I, I enjoy that I have chronic microphone issues and chronic back pain. It's awesome. It's, it's they get, they, <laughs> you're screaming in agony and nobody can hear you. <laughs> mm-hmm. yep. uh, that's great. Well, that's not great. That's terrible, actually. It is terrible. Every weekend I get closer and closer to launching my PC out the window. <laughs> it's just... Uh, Good thing it's not sitting right next to the window. It's close enough. It's That's next to me to where I could I could launch it through the window. <laughs> well, in due time, I imagine that's where it'll go. At least the microphone, anyways. I think that might be half your issue, but it is. Uh, I don't know. I think we just need to uh, hire that audio production technician guy. Get him on the and on the payroll. Yeah, they're they're going to say the same thing. They're like, wow. Your microphone's junk. <laughs> Why haven't you thrown this out the window yet? <laughs> Appreciate it. <laughs> I just think we can get them like a rollout cot or something. You know, you can just stay at your house. Oh, yeah, it's true. I, I do have the most trouble. So. <laughs> yeah, usually when I just turn my stuff on and it just it just works. I don't know. So when you hit me with all these problems, I'm like, I have no idea how to fix it because I haven't encountered <laughs> any of these things perfect on my end eh? <laughs> so, yeah i just come in here work any better <laughs> yeah yeah well nonetheless mm. you're here on this terrific yeah. sunday oh terrific we sunday we're fresh out of a renaissance festival <laughs> <laughs> hey i need that i do want to i want to fact check this guy about the mermaids uh I didn't know sirens were also mermaids. Is that true? So I thought it it, it was. I thought it was just different cultures um, called them different things. I know, like he said, they're only typically referred as sirens if it's in a negative context. Um, but I believe one of the was it the Greeks, the like Greek mythology that had mermaids, or did they call them sirens? It's Greek or uh, I think Greek was sirens, right? Because the sirens are the what are they? Uh, yeah, because like Perseus and all of those, it's all like tied up in that, right? Because Perseus yeah. went and I think one of his trials or something was something with the sirens. They had to go through some kind of passageway or something, wasn't it? Real faint uh, on the knowledge for that. Yeah, it was something where uh, I believe he was tried to he was tricked by one or almost tricked by one. It was it was something like that. Yeah, we should know. We're usually pretty good at biology, but yeah. But they, they, the guy threw threw me for a loop. I didn't realize that sirens were also mermaids in a different perspective. Uh, so that's interesting. It says, "Are sirens and mermaids the same? Mermaids and sirens are often used uh, interchangeably, but there is actually a distinction between the two, according to the legend and literature. Mermaids are half fish, half woman who live in the ocean and are typically harmless. Sirens are like evil mermaids." <laughs> gotcha. That's good. Sirens are evil. Mermaids. 
that puts it uh quite frank i guess right <laughs> yeah uh so that was I like a, the two book examples it gives you yeah <laughs> <laughs> creature <laughs> mermaid uh, body found uh, that was an interesting uh little event yesterday uh I never been to uh, so, so when so when you originally said or we were told about a Renaissance festival, I was really thinking like knights and like like uh, queens and kings and jousting and and all the fancy stuff like that. And I didn't realize it was an I never heard of an ocean Renaissance. So that really was a, is, a baffling. Is that thing. what it was? Yeah, it was that's an, what, that was the difference. Okay, I went in like you did. Then <laughs> I was like. There's got to be people, you know, walking around in full sets of armor. And instead, we got people in uh, the full. It was a, what was it? The one was a wolf, but they were full body in a bikini. <laughs> and it was just it, it was more off putting than anything else because they were so different than yeah, everyone that- else there. And they didn't do anything except walk really slow really slow everywhere they're trying to capture all the eyes (laughs) yeah it's like almost like you know they had i guess the ocean theme because they they, the thing was wearing what a life jacket right so that was part of the costume in a bikini it was almost like yeah it's almost like they had like a furry convention to go to right afterwards you know so they just like okay how how can i fit in to this ocean renaissance and he's just like boom slap a bikini and a life jacket on and there you go. You're 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 basically wielding two different costumes at the same time. I just I only saw him creeping around though. It was, it was very strange. strange. He was. So or, had... It was the only one that was different. Uh, everybody else was what pirates and very Caribbean kind of themed. Uh, yeah, and then there was also uh, like the lady that was telling us about the different swords mm. and about William Wallace being a large man. <laughs> She had a whole like Scottish uh, Scottish heritage thing up there. Uh, it was pretty, yeah. pretty neat. It was, it was that. She was showing us how to wield a claymore, which was awesome. <laughs> um, that was pretty cool. I wanted to hold it. I didn't, but I wanted it. I was hoping somebody was going to pass it to me. <laughs> you don't want to be the guy like, I need to see that claymore. <laughs> Please. Yeah. <laughs> Hand me that. You're going to have to put that in my hand. I'm, I'm very, 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 very <laughs> It was a pretty beefy uh, stick of metal, really. It was. <laughs> Man, we were almost getting like, on. Yeah. <laughs> she said, these weren't for killing. They were for knocking people down <laughs> off their horses. I was like, you know what? That, that makes sense. Yeah. Interesting, nonetheless. Uh, yeah. It was a cool time. I thought it was pretty neat. I never experienced anything like that. The only time I've ever been to something like that was a Celtic festival. I don't know if you've ever partaked in one of those. No, so that's that's more so. I, I really was thinking it was that or the medieval, mm. um, which I still want to go to. I I would go to this one again. Like I, I want to look around again and really absorb everything. And I feel like maybe if if we had gone on the first day, there was probably more people and it was probably more events going on. It seemed like stuff was really spaced out when by the time we got there, which was still cool. Still yeah. enjoyed it. Absolutely. And everybody uh, pretty much stayed in character. It's cool. They did. Hey, did you lean away from your microphone? You sound like you had a little. Uh, maybe. A little quiet. I might be. Did it change? Is it because I muted it one time? 
the struggle over here, man. It's real. <laughs> it sounds like the volume is less, uh, unless I hit something on my end. Really? Is it? I hate you, microphone. Microphone's really you. a real good struggle for you. I hate you, Jed. <laughs> uh, someone send us suggestions on uh, a microphone, please. I would enjoy a solid microphone, a new one. I guess we'll I've just, had this a couple years. We'll get you some kind of state of the art uh, speaking stick, you know, that really just captures your voice and all of its <laughs> all of its glory. A good speaking stick. I probably could have found <laughs> one of those yesterday, man. Yeah, it's probably right was, beside the magic wand section in the in the in the fox furs. In, in the fine the fine furs that were hanging in the back there. Yeah. That's that's what I was thinking. Let me get one of these uh fox tails and slap it with this beaver tail and this bunny foot. All real furs too, man. Yeah. They're very expensive. Were they? I didn't even see prices. Uh-huh. I walked back over there with uh Team and she wanted to go over there and she was like, I want one of these. I was like, those are really expensive. <laughs> that is <laughs> what what is child is like, let me get this skinned animal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to wear that. Uh, oh no. <laughs> they they wanted to be part of it. Everybody else is walking around. You know what? We should have went in there with our best Skyrim gear. <laughs> it's fully loaded. <laughs> yeah, and then we would have fit in. I, we just make something that looks like. Uh, speaking of the furs, we could have made like a hide outfit. I think that was the one that had the furs. Yep, yep. Could have got some nice, nice hides on. Hide armor. Yeah. Yep. Could have totally done that. Uh, fit right in with the orc that was walking around. <laughs> nipple rings and all. <laughs> he was doing it right. Uh, the nipple, the nipple tassels are really, uh, it's really what made the uh, costume. <laughs> yeah, the uh, Ty told me that there was a uh, a lady also walking around with tassels on too, and I was like, well, I'm, I missed that one. <laughs> yeah, I didn't didn't see that one. Uh, I I was too caught up in everything else. It was it was a lot to absorb. The nice man that was <laughs> showed us how to. The, the cool not trick and then he was like buy this Cthulhu stuff and I was like stop trying to target me because I will buy it <laughs> he targeted you real hard hey you he Cthulhu shirt. <laughs> hey you with the Cthulhu shirt ah, <laughs> look you, at it. you also like him <laughs> <laughs> look at my Cthulhu products and give me money <laughs> I was like oh yeah I don't even know how to play this game you're telling me about but I want it <laughs> I did look that up because I've never heard of that game, and I looked it up. Mm-hmm. I, what was his price in there on those uh, that that card uh, set? The small, the smaller one that was, I think, seventeen. I think because they're going on Amazon for sixteen. So ah, you didn't lose out. Dollar. You didn't lose out. Because <laughs> I was looking at that. Um, that I think was it was here to slay. I think here it was. Slay. It was a card game. I think based off. Uh, the rule set of unstable unicorn. Okay. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see this. Um, but it looked really neat. I like the the card art on it. It looked really, really nice. Uh, but that was also cheaper on Amazon. Now I still looked it up when we were there. <laughs> <laughs> not that I'm not trying to support a local business, but uh, sounds like you ain't trying to support local business. <laughs> <laughs> when uh, Amazon's going to save me like thirty percent off of something. Well, uh, and if you get free shipping. Free shipping too. Oh, is that an owl bear? Yeah, uh, but that game looked pretty cool. 
I don't, I don't know if uh, anybody will play it with me, but <laughs> I like this art. I'll play it with you. <laughs> the art is very that's nice. A, that's a fierce unicorn. <laughs> it's very uh, nice. I do. I would like to play. There's Munchkin. Um, I would like to get into Munchkin because that's a lot of fun. I'm really. It would just be you want to like you get the normal set and then we could buy like the expansion stuff for it, the different style ones. Gotcha. Or what was the other? Uh, they had another larger one there. Oh, what's it called? Oh, we're gonna have to. I'm gonna have to get you to look at the board game cabinet when you come over. I'm gonna take a gander. I've I've always heard you had a a good selection. <laughs> I got a nice cabinet for you. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty full. I do. I do you know say we mean? need to. We need to fire up a like a board game night. Yeah, we need to host um, a board game night every week, or every we, other we week. We used or something. to do that. Yeah, <laughs> every week gets. Um, I, probably every other is a little easier. Every week you you eventually get like, uh, I gotta go do board games. <laughs> <laughs> every other week, I think, or something, or you know. At least like yeah. maybe a couple times a month we can get together and, uh, you know, just throw all of our board games in a pile and see what, you know, what fancies are, our th- you know, our playtime that night. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a good time. But anyways, this isn't a board game channel or <laughs> podcast channel. <laughs> will, we, will we be posting YouTube videos now? <laughs> yeah, it's a YouTube podcast channel <laughs> talking about board games. It is a video game podcast. All the video game juiciness you could ever desire. I need to find that juiciness. All the juiciness. Your microphone needs to find that juiciness. Is what it is. Yeah, I, I hate it still it. sounds. It still sounds quiet. It's like if it, it sounds like you're in your kitchen and you're just. <laughs> Do I need to be here? No, I don't know what it is. I, I turned my headphones all the way up. I swear. And it's uh. How about this? Hold on. Let me. Did that change? Hey, go ahead and talk again. How about this? Now let me switch it again. How about this? We'll just stick with that. We'll go with that. Okay, well, I cranked the volume on the actual microphone all the way almost up. I don't know Perfect. if that does anything. Perfect. Well, you're... <laughs> yeah. Good. We just, we just want you as, as, as audible as possible, right? <laughs> you just want me to at least be here because it doesn't sound like it. <laughs> Uh, who cares at this point? We're just we, as long as we uh, can hear you. The, the sound quality isn't important at this point. <laughs> I swear it's, to somebody, <laughs> it's all about the quality of your input and opinions. That's what we're looking for. That's what we're looking well, for. I hope I hope that I have it. <laughs> so the the lacking voice quality, you're really gonna have to really strive hard on the, <laughs> the great opinion quality here. <laughs> Man, I did. You know what? I, I do have one small thing, if if that's okay, before we get into this. Yeah, how about it? I want I wanted to ask you about if you saw it. Uh, did you see the stuff about near autonomous that was uh, going on? I did not. Uh, so this thing popped up on Reddit, and it was a video, uh, and it seemed like it was like posted by a, a younger kid, and he was like, "Hey, uh, I found this area." Uh, he kept calling it the church. I found the church. Um, and I'm trying to help my friend get to it. He's in the same place, but it won't, it, the door won't go on his place. And everybody was like, what do you mean? And it was in this place where like, it looked so believable that it was either like the assets that were in this area that this person and the kid had said they found look so believable to the game that it was like these modern, there's no way that a modder would have done it. 
because they would have had to create their own assets for it. It was a lot, a lot of work. Mm. So all like the internet went up and crazy because they were like, oh, there's no way that there's anything left. And Yokotara, the creator, said that there were no no more Easter eggs to be found. Like everybody would find him. And then people were like, well, he does joke. <laughs> so this went on for. I think it's been like a couple weeks now, and I think it was posted a month ago and it just really started popping up and everything. Mm. And this area, like it had a new boss uh, and a new everything. Everybody was like, what does this mean? So it eventually, finally, these it, it turned out to be modders. Um, but one of them that was doing the thing uh, like on Reddit was perfectly typing like they were a child. <laughs> I don't understand how they did that. It was like, but my friend just wants to play. I don't understand how to work Reddit. Help. <laughs> anyway, it turned out these three guys had created this thing, uh, and they they didn't. They said they didn't think it was going to get as big as what it did. But it was really neat and really interesting. But it, the area looks like it was built into the actual game itself, and and it looked flawless in that point. And I was blown away. I thought it was really cool. It was a neat thing, and I was real excited. I almost went back and played uh, Autonoma again to try to find it. <laughs> Which is uh, good news for the Switch copy coming out. I don't know if that's tied to it, but maybe. You never know. That's a good way to market your stuff without directly marketing it. <laughs> yeah. Which is pretty it's neat. cool, though. I need you to, to get in that... Um, so you can feel the the bubbly wobblies in your bellies when you when you think about that part. <laughs> yeah, that's a series I've never touched, and I've always heard it was good. <clears throat> but it kind of scares me away because you got to like replay the game so many times. I think is what they say they get all the endings or something. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> which is yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> like that's, three three or four times. That sounds intimidating uh, to me because sometimes I just don't like redoing things. <laughs> Which I'm sure is that's I can assure you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that's not really what it's about, but I'm sure there's a reason. It it changes enough um that it, that it doesn't really feel like you're redoing everything again. And that's about as much as I'm gonna give you. I'm cool with that. You know. I'll take that. You wouldn't be it wouldn't be <laughs> starting Borderlands over for like the twentieth time, Borderlands two. It wouldn't be that feeling. <laughs> I I know you can relate to that. So. Yeah, I haven't I haven't played Borderlands in quite some time. I'm i I'm still I think I'm still burned out on Borderlands. That's what it is. It's too much too much Borderlands. I they they had me going a little bit. I did I did kind of want to try that tiny Tina thing, but that was like magic and might kind of thing you know it was a little bit different uh they mixed it, the gameplay up a little bit but it still had that same kind of like skin yeah uh, so i still i haven't tried it yet i haven't tried it yet but before we get into all that juicy game news don't forget to follow us on twitter at legacy respawn and you can find us over on patreon.com slash legacy respawn where you can support the show we greatly appreciate that of course with story number one, I'm going to start off on a sad note. Oh, no. The Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic remake has reportedly been delayed indefinitely. Mm. Which is super sad for me. because uh, <laughs> sad. I was looking really very much forward to the, the plan this remake. I actually delayed uh, buying the ports on the Switch for this very reason. <laughs> 
uh, <laughs> you put up buying them on sale when yeah. they were when they were running that's yeah. worse I'm i was sorry. gonna you know because I, I really i really wanted to dive back into nice of the republican having it as a portable uh <laughs> game as well you know even though you know it's, it's just the same game just ported over i was still willing to play through both of them because they're only like 15 bucks you know on the switch store and i was going to be like well i'm gonna wait and i'm gonna enjoy the story fully in this remake copy uh i didn't want to re-spoil anything that i because i've it's been so long since i played the first one that i've forgotten a lot of the story so i just don't really remember it played it back on the original xbox you know that was how many years ago <laughs> mm, that's been a while so you know i was very very much looking forward to replaying the this remake it almost be like a fresh game but doesn't seem that's going to be happening anytime soon according to tom ivan over at vgc he says development of the star wars nice and remake have reportedly been paused with the future of the game said to be up in the air that's according to bloomberg which claims developer aspire media fired the game design director brad prince and art director jason minor earlier this month the pair were reportedly dismissed shortly after the studio finalized a demo of the game to show it to production partners lucasfilms and sony Aspire studio heads are said to have informed staff this month that the demo hadn't met internal expectations and work on the game is being paused with the company planning to seek new development opportunities. Announced last September for PS5 and PC, the game has been in development for three years at Austin, Texas-based Aspire, which originally planned to have ready for release by the end of 2022. One Bloomberg source suggested too much time and money has been invested in the demo and that a more realistic release window would <laughs> now would be 2025 aspires oh a subsidy gosh. of world war z and uh, witcher 3 switch port studio saber interactive which is also working on on a kotor remake some of some at aspire reportedly believe that saber couldn't now take over development of the project completely aspire has gone full in to make this game the best game that they can make saber ceo matthew karch said in may when we acquired Aspire, we knew from the start that they would require our assistance. Saber has a tremendous expertise in creating these types of products. We've done it on Halo on multiple Halo products. So he's been spending a lot of time working with them to bring this title over. Karch added, we're fully confident that the game is going to be fantastic, but it's a massive product and a massive product requires a lot of effort and a lot of time to make good. And especially when you're talking about a game that's very old, we've basically had to remake the game from scratch. Uh, released in 20, or 2003, Nice at Old Republic tells a Jedi versus Sith story set up some 4,000 years before the rise of the Galactic Empire featured in 1977 Star Wars films. So who knows when we're going to get this. I was uh, Everybody was under the impression this was coming out the end of this year because we read an article, I think, not long ago yeah, uh, about this. Yeah, we about this very recent. Uh, so that's uh, super upsetting to see this to be delayed to really we have no idea at this point really upsetting and aspire now correct me if i'm wrong but aspire is the one that's making that free-to-play star wars hunters game on the switch right oh that is them isn't it uh so you know maybe they're i don't know maybe they're shorthanded on, on i mean i'm sure this is an ambitious project you know it's a big project i'm sure the star wars hunter thing is also something that they've been really trying to nail down i think that comes out pretty soon as well so maybe they just maybe they're just strained you know they don't have any resources to spare anymore now if this does get taken over by a uh, saber interactive or you know i'm cool with that as long as they make the game right that's all i want just make the game yeah 
Yeah. They, I mean, they completely fired their uh, two pretty big top people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which I'm assuming they had reasons to, but this, I was actually waiting too, because I, I have them on the Xbox that I can install. Uh, and I was like, oh, remake. Okay, okay. Maybe I'll jump into it like that. And, um, nope, guess I'm going to install it on the old Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> Just play it. The first, the, uh, fir- the first Kotor game is is gold. That game is so good. Uh, funny enough, I I know I think I know part of the story in the beginning because uh, I a buddy of mine made a Star Wars D and D game using uh, like it, it, somebody created a whole uh, manual for it and it made it into the current format of Five E. And, and we played, and it was actually really fun. Um, I made a really wild character. Uh, <laughs> he definitely was murdered by his own people. <laughs> I'll yell that out. I'm upset. Sorry. I deserved it, though. I tried to kill them first. Well, I made an evil character. <laughs> <laughs> I got a... I, I had a... I was, I was actually trying to secretly make a, a Sith character. Mm. Um, and I definitely turned on everybody at some point. It was uh, pretty fun. Um, but uh, yeah, we played with all because well, the the first game involves. It's not. Is it Revan or was it uh, what's the other? Uh, the other the, big the, the big, big bad uh, boss Ma- Mav uh, yeah. Ma- Mav Mavic Mav mm, not Maverick that's Ma- I think that's Top Gun that's Mavin. Top Gun. Mavis, Kotor, Malik, Malik. Yes, there you go. Glad we got there. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. But I was looking forward to it because I had a lot of fun in the in the Star Wars game that we were playing. So this is upsetting. I hope that they really get their stuff together and get two new people in there or bump some people up, get it on track. You know, it, if we have to wait, I guess we're going to have to wait. But yeah, I'm sure we're going to. Star Wars to won't go anywhere. Nope, nope. And I'm going to be eagerly waiting for this, whether it comes out this year or in two years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Either way, so you would think the the actual production of this would be a little bit faster, just just for the fact they don't have any writing them involved. Like the story's already written. You know, right. they don't have to make any. You know, they just followed a script basically, just reprogramming the visuals and mechanics of the game. I'm sure because you know they definitely need updating. But I'm yeah, sure it's totally still. Polishing. I could only imagine how much work that is. Uh, I'm sure it's not easy. It sounds easy on paper, I guess, but uh, when you get down in, in in the nitty gritty of how to program all that, I have literally no idea. <laughs> so let's hope uh, they can get it together there. But story number two. A little bit more upsetting news. Oh, why are you doing this to me? <laughs> <laughs> the MetaQuest 2 is getting a $100 price increase in August. How dare you tell me about you getting one <laughs> last time? <laughs> then this happens. Oh, I wish uh, I could have got this out sooner. Uh, just for the sole fact that now when you hear this, you're going to have no time. Because it's going to already be August to go purchase one. Uh, super upsetting. Terrible move, I think, from Mark Zuckerberg. 
to increase a product that's been on the market for what a couple years now <laughs> uh not quite understanding that but we got an article again once again from the great tom ivan over at pgc he says reality labs has announced plans to increase the meta quest 2 price by 100 dollars beginning next month uh starting in august meta quest 2 will cost 399.99 usd and 499.99 usd for the 128 and 256 gigabyte versions Alongside these changes, we'll also increase the prices for MetaQuest 2 accessories and refurbished units. Uh, the blog post didn't confirm new UK pricing details for MetaQuest 2, which currently cost uh, $299 and $399. Reality Labs said uh, customers who purchased a new MetaQuest 2 be- between August and December and activated the device between January 31st, 2023, will receive a free copy of Beach Saber. I like that. So uh, you get a little something back, I guess, there, but... Explaining its decision to increase prices, the company said that the cost required to make and ship its products has been on the rise. By adjusting the price of the Quest 2, we can continue to grow our investment in groundbreaking research and new product development that pushes the VR industry to new heights. We have an ambitious VR hardware uh, hardware roadmap beginning with the launch of our high-end headset, Project Cambria, later this year, and we can plan to ship new generations of MetaQuest after that. It added at Reality Labs Research, we have teams dedicated to advancing the state-of-the-art VR uh, displays, audio, incredibly lifelike avatars, haptics, wrist-based interfaces, and more. And on the co- uh, content front, we have a robust line of exciting titles coming to MetaQuest 2, including Ghostbusters VR, Among Us VR, The Walking Dead Saints and Sinners Chapter 2, Retribution, Bone Lab, and NFL Pro Era VR's first official licensed NFL game. Even with the price changes, MetaQuest 2 continues to be the most affordable VR headset with the uh, comparable features set on the market. Uh, so, what do you think? Uh, Hundred dollar price increase on these models. Where do you stand on that? Uh, I know you showed interest in, in maybe possibly purchasing one. Does this change your opinion? Um, it will change it for a little bit. Uh, being that it, the price change goes in effect, I guess tomorrow because that's <laughs> August. Um. <laughs> So, I mean, I, I still do want one. I like that they're going to give out Beat Saber with it. That's at least that's 30. I guess that's a, a 20, 30 dollar value. But yeah, it doesn't uh, just the the increase. It, it's just inflation is what it is. They, they should have just said inflation. <laughs> it's all yeah, they, going on. I mean, uh, I think uh I don't know. This, it, there's something about raising prices on a, like a product that's already on the shelves, and this has been on the shelves. You know, that'd be like you know Sony or Xbox coming out and be like, "Hey, you know what? Our our PS5 and Xbox Series X is now going to cost 600." Like how, people wouldn't take that very well, and I think this is going to be the same deal with the MetaQuest. Um, I don't think. Oh well, the, a lot of people already have these in their hands, and now the people that were on the on that edge of that fence, kind of like you were. You know, it's definitely going to change your balance. You're, you know, you're going to definitely going to stand down probably longer than you would have if the price never did change. Yeah, yeah. Which is um, um, funny enough. You saying that about the consoles, uh, I had seen something this week about. I think Sony possibly saying uh, the place PS5s might go up in price. <laughs> I think they were raising some prices of some of their other yeah. electronic lines, but I want to say they were firm on the PS5 price. I don't were know if there's, yeah, I don't know if there was an actual, 
statement. Uh, here we go. Sony refuses to be drawn on whether it could raise the price of the PS5. Um, it says in April, Sony raised the Japanese price of a range of consumer electronic products, including cameras, Blu-ray players, home theater systems, headphones, and speakers. Um, and this, due to the semiconductor shortages and raw material costs, trying to find whether this says... During the first quarter earnings call on Friday, Sony was asked whether it would consider increasing the PS5 price point in the face of a similar market pressures. And uh, quotes they say about a potential price increase for PS5 at the point in time. There is nothing specific I can share about our prices. Came the response of Executive Deputy President and Chief Financial Officer Hiroki Totoki. Uh, so there is no confirmation on the PS5 price. But you got to look at it this way too. Um, you know, the hardware and stuff that's involved in making the PS5 work, I don't know how they were selling it for the price they were to begin with. Uh, just the, the sheer amount of graphical and processing power that that unit has is incredible. Yes. Uh, and to be able to render ray tracing graphics on and, and have all the other stuff in the console for a price of four ninety nine is is unbelievable, really. I mean, a graphics card nowadays uh, for for like a 3080 is like twelve hundred bucks. Like it's not like mm-hmm. I mean they're and that's like almost retail price. That's not inflated price. <laughs> no, you know so that's pretty insane. So it's them selling these consoles for you know four ninety nine and Xbox selling theirs for you know for the same price. It's pretty incredible right there, and that that takes me back to the MetaQuest right. The MetaQuest doesn't. It has only maybe like four or six gigs of RAM. It has a you know a much smaller CPU. Uh, it has some built-in display, but it's not like state-of-the-art display. You know, it's not running, you know, LED pa- backlit panels or anything like that, or OLED uh, panels inside the goggles. Uh, so I don't know. You know, it's one of the things. Do you think that that product can hold its own at a five hundred dollar price range or a four hundred dollar price range? In my opinion, I would I would say no. I think that I think what makes that model so nice and and willing to go out and buy it is because of that price range that 299 price mm-hmm. price point and that's ultimately why i bought one you know i was like you know i want to I, I enjoy playing vr games right it's, it's a great experience you can kind of get away and you can get like you know i gotta play resident evil 4 in vr that was amazing you know that's worth the purchase <laughs> right there uh to try that out but then you know like three hundred dollars, four hundred dollars. I feel like once you get over, like two ninety nine sounds good. You know, when you see yes. a you see a two in front of it, uh, it, it looks so much better than seeing a three in front of it. <laughs> uh, that's just a, a, a consumer perspective, though, right? So it's like, how do you? Mm-hmm. I don't know how you would justify the purchase uh, at three ninety nine. I do think it is overpriced yeah. at that point. Because now I'm looking at this like. Okay, three ninety nine is your base model price is going to be. I can go buy a uh, Switch OLED for cheaper than that at three fifty, and then I can buy a game with it. Yeah, and then you're putting it right there at the price, and then with the Switch itself, I, d- I don't know. It's just when I look at it like that. Or you can even go buy a base model uh, digital Xbox or uh, PlayStation if you can find that too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you can get the Xbox Series S, or you know, yep. and and that I mean, you're going to have ultimately more fun on that. 
uh, than you would a VR unit. Uh, you know, and you still have to buy with the VR games on it. Like it's not like you're gonna get, you're gonna get home with this thing, charge it up, and put it on your face, and literally have nothing to do. Like you know, there's like, no, cool. <laughs> like yo, I've cool. set my room up. Uh, yep. Now you got to get purchasing. That's really. I mean, there's a couple free to play things on there, but most of it's you know like you're looking at twenty thirty dollar products uh, to play on that. So that is also you know in consideration. Think about it as you could go get that uh, digital Xbox or if you got the digital PlayStation, you could get either one of those. Plus, you could go buy yourself a year of either Xbox uh, Game Pass or uh, PlayStation Essential or Premium. (laughs) One of the the 12 uh, different plans you you get. (laughs) Yeah, you could be at the same same price that you would be purchasing uh, the one first model of this or, or maybe like a tad bit over 20 bucks over. That's what purchasing a year of that. And then you have unlimited amounts of gaming on both on either the Xbox or the PlayStation because that is such a large library on both. Yeah. Yeah, I cannot uh, appreciate enough how big that PlayStation library. It, it really just blows my mind and it not is. what I was expecting at all. And they just actually came out with a thing stating that they're about to put like six Yakuza games on there. Uh, yeah. So there's that. That's, all the <laughs> That's so many hours of content just between that series, like let alone any of the other stuff. You wouldn't even be able to get through any of that, all that in a year. There's no, no. way. <laughs> no, not without like neglecting every other part of your life. Basically eating, <laughs> uh, uh, sleeping. You have to call a construction company in just to dig you a basement to live in. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, you gotta, you gotta have somebody to come in and, and, <laughs> rig your recliner up that's got a toilet in it shoots out the floor <laughs> <laughs> yeah that'd be great <laughs> with your xbox mini fridge right there stocked full of yeah. sweet sweet mountain dew <laughs> yeah. that's what uh you know facebook or meadow i don't know what, whatever you want to call it right so they need to come out with a thing for oculus that has some kind of uh game pass design that you can try out like some kind of rotating library of a couple games a month, I think would be cool. Um, maybe like two, two, three games a month. Just let them hand them out. Be like, hey, yeah, try yeah. these out. I'm not looking Epic for like out. a. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm not looking for a massive library like of games. I, there's not that many VR games. You just have no VR games to give out at that point. <laughs> uh, but if you give like one or two a, a month, I, I would probably be super content with that. Just give me something free to try and. Uh, you know, and that I, you know maybe that would help justify that price change, but because then you would be potentially getting like thirty dollars value every month, you know, of mm-hmm. free something free. So that, that I mean that might sw- that might change my mind a little bit, but we'll see. I think ultimately it's it's not going to help them much to gain any more revenue. I think they would sell more units at a lower price than they would at a higher price, and I don't know if that hundred dollars would make up the the change in in how much people were going to purchase these. You know, I think they're Absolutely. gonna they're gonna sell less units, obviously. There's, or they're only gonna sell these for like holiday times and stuff. I mean, people aren't gonna just go to Walmart and be like, "Oh, you know what? I need a pack of chicken breast and a new Oculus." You know, I'm not. <laughs> you know, that, that yeah. <laughs> extra hundred bucks takes it out of that that price range or that the opportunity to, to purchase it, right? So, uh, it's either the Oculus or this chicken breast, and so it's gonna I be the chicken breast. <laughs> it's good. Uh, uh, so. 
I don't know. We'll see what Meta's going to do or Facebook or Mark Mark Zuckerberg being all Zuckerish over there. Being a real Zucker. <laughs> <laughs> One last question. Do, do you believe that, that that price increase is going to affect uh, the PS uh, VR 2 when that releases? Because that I, should be... Is that still on track for this year? I haven't heard anything different, but I think I don't think that would affect the price. I think what it's going to do is it's ultimately going to help PlayStation sell more models. Hey, right. <laughs> Because they're and now people are going to be like, well, I can get, I can get like, like what? What was the resolution in those in those goggles? Like nineteen eighty by like twenty one sixty or something? I don't know, something yeah, crazy, something pretty crazy here. Uh, I think I'm on the page. But the specs in the, that headset was outstanding, uh, and it had haptics built into the headset and stuff. And, you mm. know, and they're going to even if PlayStation is like, hey, you know what? We're going to sell this for three ninety nine at the lowest price of the Oculus and the. It would be super intelligent because people are obviously going to buy the PlayStation VR over the Oculus just for the sole fact that it, it's just a beast like system. I got your specs. It's <laughs> four thousand by twenty forty. It's two thousand by twenty forty for each eye. <laughs> yes, that's 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 insane, right? It says gonna... rumored hundred and ten degree field of view as well. It's going to be insane. So, yeah. And it offers 4K HDR. Yeah, that, that's 90 to 120 frame rate. <laughs> you don't even know you're in VR at that point. It's just going to be... You're going to try to walk out of your house with that on. <laughs> wow. So, I don't know. I think I, I do think Meta is not... It's, it's really not going to help them out, but... Time will tell. People are going to still buy them, of course. They're still going to want them. Uh, and then they got a new project coming out. But it's, I think that's not like a really high end. I think it's going to be out of a lot of people's price range. That project Cambria. It's like a yeah. very professional pro-ish model or something. I don't remember what it said, but I think it was going to be expensive. Uh, so that's not going to be like your regular consumer thing. And then maybe a MetaQuest 3 after that. you know. And I could only imagine the price for that is going to be like 500 yeah, that I saw is in the talks too. There's nothing solid on it, but so. we'll see. Uh, any other thoughts on that? There's there. I'm I'm hoping that VR gets to a point which I thought it had that it's more regularly acceptable, like in in the community, so the prices can be normal. You know, we're working our way to that point. It's still a long way to go, but. Which we've had a big talk about that in previous episodes about just VR in general. Yeah. They need to keep the price of the goggles low so more developers have more opportunities to develop more games for it because there's a larger audience. If there's yeah, only people if, don't want to there's three ahead. three bros out there wearing a headset, why are they gonna spend a million dollars, you know, to make a game for it? Like they're not. Yeah. That's kind of where I want to make it more more accessible to the, the the public, so you have people that back that want more things from you. Exactly, I mean, you, you knocked it out of the park with that Resident Evil uh, Four, and uh, I mean Beat Saber is a staple on it. Um, plus, you got what? What was it? Super hot, super yeah. hot, <laughs> super hot. That's a good one. Yeah, we'll see. 
Super yeah, Hot's the only game Mario. that can make you feel like the Matrix, which is really cool. It is. It makes you feel like you're losing your, your, your mind a little bit. Yeah. Like dodging bullets. It's pretty cool. But anyways, our next fantastic story, still grim. Grim news. <laughs> still, still <laughs> sad. Uh, still sad news. Mm. Lord of the Rings Gollum has been delayed by a few months for polishing. I don't uh, enjoy any of this. This is <laughs> uh, whatever hopes and dreams you came into this show with, I'm just hoping to throw them in the trash today. That's what I'm looking yeah. for. Yeah. Um, Mike sucks. <laughs> show stories are sad. <laughs> show sucks. Mike sucks. The fish and chips I had sucked the other day. No. <laughs> <laughs> they sucked hot. <laughs> Fries in the old bay. <laughs> Uh, I can just imagine that one guy in like uh, wherever Germany or whatever. Like, what's this old bay? <laughs> like, what is this spice he speaks of? It's delicious. Get yeah. some. Yeah, please. It's not available everywhere. I don't think, but it's definitely an East so. East Coast uh, delicacy. <laughs> it's like, what do I put it on? It's like spicy, Everything. spicy powdered <laughs> salt. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Really good. Does it right though? Yeah, yeah, it does everything good. It does it all justice. I'm trying to think of the last thing I put that on. I got it out That's the other day. Oh, corn. Put on some corn, buttered corn. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's good on corn. It's good on chicken. It's great for any seafood. It doesn't any matter seafood. what it is. Just throw it on there. Yeah. That's Eat. the purpose of it. All of it. All of it. But it makes some banging fries. Oh, yeah. Make some good spicy, spicy fries. Man, you're making me hungry thinking of that, uh, them Old Bay fries. I need to throw some in the air fryer. Yeah, I'm hungry too. That's why, that's <laughs> why I'm thinking about it. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Somebody else that might enjoy some Old Bay, though, is a Gollum from Lord of the, <laughs> Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you would. You're like, my precious. That's the precious. <laughs> Stroking the can of seasoning. <laughs> It's not the ring. He just dips his finger in the top of it. Uh, uh, appreciate yeah. uh, I can't do his voice, so I can't do it. So we got a, another beautiful story by Tom Ivan over at VGC. He says, the Lord of the Rings. Uh, yeah, he is. He's doing all the good. He's doing the work out there right now. <laughs> he says, the Lord of the Rings column has been delayed by a few months. Co-publishers, Dalek Entertainment and Nikon. Nikon? I'm going to say Nacon. Nacon. Announced on Monday. Yeah. The game was previously scheduled for release on September 1st, 2022 for PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X slash S. When are they eventually just going to call it the, you know, like, why don't they just say Xbox, like this series or something, you know, like X slash S on everything. It's just, what, what, what were we calling this thing before? <laughs> um, we made, I, I made a name for this. Uh, what, what was that called? Oh, it was the. Uh, oh gosh, I didn't patent it. I should patent it. You should have patented it. Yeah. It's too deep it, in the episode. It was. It, to it was go good too. Look, too. No, no, no. I never find it now. It's lost in. It's lost in transition somewhere. Uh, it is a weird thing. Like it. Like it was given those names as a placeholder, and then it just got like. It just kept going. They never changed it. They were like, "Oh, they I just, already <laughs> ordered box art." <laughs> I just, I just feel sad for all the children. <laughs> they, their grandmothers oh, they, and parents bought all those Xbox Ones 
thinking it was oh, the Xbox Christmas. series. <laughs> that was so bad. Amazon. It was so yeah. bad. Man, that's, that's... at least it was the. Uh, at least it was still a beefy console, but it wasn't the new one. So I know they were upset. Yeah, super upsetting. Well, it plays the same games. Yeah, <laughs> go on a run along there, Johnny. <laughs> yeah, look, I got you. The Call of Duty. It's not the new one. Oh man, I can imagine. <laughs> I'm so glad that I didn't have to experience that. What what heartbreak? What heartbreak? I bet ah. there's a lot of yelling. Hmm. Mm. Continue, though. During the past several years, <laughs> the team has been working hard to share a vision of a remarkable story set to a breathtaking world filled with magic and wonder, as Publisher said. We're dedicated to meet our community's expectations and covering the untold story of Gollum in a way that honors the vision of J.R.R. Tolkien. That being said, in order to deliver the best possible experience, we have decided to push the release of Lord of the Rings Gollum by a few months. We update it with an exact timing in the near future, taking place in a parallel to the events described in The Fellowship of the Ring. Gollum is a story-driven action RPG in which players embark on a quest to retrieve one ring. The first Lord of the Rings Gollum gameplay trailer was released earlier this month. So check that out. That's the one we checked out an episode or two ago. It's pretty good. Pretty cool trailer. Yes. Uh, well, we discussed this pretty in-depth about this game. Uh, it looks like we're still getting it this year. It just says a couple months. So maybe Christmassy or maybe very beginning of the year. Maybe January. Uh, I could see it somewhere in there. Uh, but not a big deal. I, I just wanted to make a note of it. That if anybody was still looking forward to this in September, which is really right around the corner, uh, we're gonna have to wait a couple more months for that. A couple more months. Uh, but at least in the meantime, you can enjoy uh, the Ring of Power series on Amazon, right? That should be coming out. Yeah. Right around when this game was coming out, I think. So that's something. Like, check that out. At least you get some Lord of the Rings in your life somewhere. You get a little more in there. So number four. This one's a little more positive. A little more positive this time. Is it? We gotta bring <laughs> we gotta bring this show back up. <laughs> Let's get the hype back in the house. So EA is reportedly making a single player open world Black Panther game. I like that though. Uh Black Panther is one of the more unique characters. Actually, I I didn't know I was gonna like that movie going into it, but I liked that movie at the end of it. Um Yeah. I did enjoy Black Panther. It was different. And I really liked the like Wakanda theme. And how they like they were like a tribe, but they also had like really futuristic battle gear. Uh, mm-hmm. I really like that idea. And they still use like melee weapons and stuff, but they were just futuristic. I just yes. I, I like how they incorporated like future and like primal together into a theme. And they really nailed that, I think. Absolutely. Uh, I was digging that. And Black Panther as a character. Uh, Rip Chad Boswick. Yeah, play that role perfectly. I don't yeah, know what they're doing. I, oh, go ahead. I believe he goes down uh, in in the same way as like Heath Ledger and his version of the Joker. Uh, I would put, I would put also put him as you know his version of the Black Panther. He really made in this new. Well, I guess it's never been a movie adaptation of it, but he really he was the prime example, the prime, the best Black Panther. Yeah, I mean, he. I, I really like the character he portrayed, but him as a person, actually, he seems like a genuine good person as well, like in real life. Yeah, he, you know, he, so he did a lot for uh, I, I know he actually did a lot for the cancer foundations. 
surprising enough. He tried to give back with the time that he had left, too. Oh, I got his name backwards. Chadwick Bozeman. Bozeman. I said it was Chad Bozwick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just yeah. wanted to correct that. Got a guy. I got my names switched around. I'm really terrible with names. Uh, lucky yeah. I got it that close. Comes with age. Comes with age. But to see this uh, re-pictured into a video game uh, series uh, could be really neat because the Black Panther has a unique skill set, uh, unlike some of the other characters. Uh, so then to see that how that's going to get portrayed uh, into a game uh, could be cool. But we do have an article from Tom Ivan, of course, over at VGC. Um, stating that Electronic Arts is reportedly making a single-player open-world Black Panther game. According to Giant Bomb, the title is in the early stages of development is very likely being produced at a recently established EA studio headed by former Monolith Productions boss Kevin Stevens. It is a single-player game. It is very early development, and the game starts with Black Panther being dead, uh, reported uh, Jeff Grubb said during a podcast on Monday. The player is going to take on the challenge of becoming the new Black Panther, and that seems to be set up for the game. Grubb said many of the details has ha- he has on the game aren't taken from the pitch from the title. The game is reportedly known as Project Rainer, uh, which Grubb believes refers to Mount Rainer in Seattle, where EA's new studio is based. They're looking at making a big open-world Black Panther game, he said. EA announced last May that former Monolith Productions studio Head Kevin Stevens has joined the company to lead a new project, which would focus on the development of an open-world action-adventure game. Stevens oversaw Warner's monolith during the development of Middle-Earth, Shadow of Mordor, and Middle-Earth, Shadow of War. EA Senior VP and Group GM Samantha Ryan, who worked with Stevens uh, when she was president of Monolith and later SVP of production and development of Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment, wouldn't say whether the new outfit would work on an original IP or existing brands, but told GameIndustry.biz that more information about the studio will be shared later in 2021. The action adventure space is hugely important genre in our industry. And to us at EA, she said, players and fans of those games are so passionate and also one of my favorite favorite genres. We are also recently had success with Star Wars Fallen Jedi or Fallen Order. Um, and so we would entertain more fans with similar interests. So EA making an open world action adventure game. Where do you stand? I like, um, I like the idea that my my biggest thing with it is it needs to not just be Black Panther in the like an overskinned world of the Mordor games, <laughs> like the the fighting and everything. I I love the fighting. If they do that style, like how the Batman games are in the shadow war. Um, but it needs something else. That's going to make it its own game. That's different from them. Not just here's black Panther in a game. That's also similar and has a nemesis system (laughs) and fights like Batman. It's got to have its own like special. It doesn't have to be anything big. It just has to set it apart from the other games. That's like for me, that's that's what I want. I want something a little bit different. I don't care if it's the same fighting style. They can really work that out. That's one of the best like Spider-Man used it too. it's the same sort of way. But it just needs something of its own to make it a little bit different. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I and I think they'll take very good care in making sure this game because, uh, you know, Black Panther in itself is a. um you know, it's it's a character that you know everybody found some kind of like love in, 
like because he's a, mm-hmm. I think in the movie he's just such a relatable character because you know just you know everything about how that character was created and uh, everybody just loves Black Panther and I think out of all of the superhero characters as one of the ones you don't really want to mess up uh, I think there'd be a lot of angry people if Black Panther is a superhero game that sucks you know right <laughs> yeah because when that movie came out it it really did I, I know at least in in the Americas, it, it really did a big thing for a lot of the younger uh, kids. Really, I mean, it gave them like their first what really big black superhero to look up to, uh, and it was like a big example. And I know, I think Chadwick Boseman did a lot with the communities as well during this time when it was coming out. I mean, you saw him like everywhere. He was in colleges, schools, all that, and and that's a big thing that. I know the EA wants to to make sure that they do it right to give it justice. Um, and I, I don't know. I think it's a very he's a very important character to a lot of people. Like you said, it's just it's they're going to be tippy toeing on a thin line of getting it right. Yeah, I got I got some confidence in him though. Uh, after I played Jedi, you know, the Fallen Order game, uh, mm-hmm. being a single player game, action adventure game. Not quite open world, um, but that game ran and, and just played beautifully. The story was written like perfectly. I enjoyed the story thoroughly. Uh, developed well. The action sequences uh, and everything was very, very good. Uh, so I, I got a lot of faith that EA is kind of stepping up uh, their single player stance oh, you we all know how ea feels about single player right <laughs> right yeah so, you know they, they, they tweeted about it so. <laughs> <laughs> so to see them come out with you know single player content and we also got to look forward to the next star wars uh, survivor i think it was called star wars jedi survivor uh, that should be coming up you know in in due time another single player experience and then we're going to also get this black panther game sometime in the next coming years I'm sure it's going to be quite a while, probably 2025, maybe at that point. But that could be uh, something to look forward to. I'm glad they're doing it, though, and I'm glad that they picked a superhero that was not mainstream. Like, yeah, it's not Captain America. It's not Iron Man. It's not Thor. You know, give me somebody that's like a side character that wasn't part of the Avengers squad since day one. Like, Give me mm-hmm. something good like Doctor Strange. That would be a really cool game, you know? Yes. Something like that, or you know, and Black Panther is going to be great. Um, you know, Doctor Strange, I think, would be great because he has magic and, and he can fly. You know, uh, he's not he's not a melee character, so you're going to have to in, in, incorporate some kind of fighting style that's not like Spider Man or like Shadow War, like you said. Mm-hmm. You know, so they'd have to do something completely unique for Doctor Strange. Uh, so that would have been interesting. Uh, well, we'll see. Not not ruling it out. You never know. They might come around to it. I, but, I like where this is going. I'm definitely going to play this when it comes out, though. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah this this will be real high on my list once it comes out. And I'm and just seeing this like I don't know if this clip is from the game they're making this this picture. I don't know where they got this from. I feel like this is uh, the Avengers game. Yes, that's right. He is in Avengers. I heard. I actually heard that 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 storyline of that in the Avengers was actually really good. Um, and I, I've actually considered going back to install it to play that. I, Cause I did hear he was actually, they, they really put it in with that one. And that was that free. 
free update for the game? Yes. Yeah. I know I've seen that. I can't see him charging for characters. So I'll charge for the battle pass, but I can't see him charging for the characters. Yeah, I've seen that. The gameplay of Spider-Man and that Avengers game, and I was like, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm real good on that. Uh, didn't dive too deep in any any Avengers. I liked what I was playing of the story uh, when you play as the girl with it, Mrs. Marvel. Is that her name? Mm-hmm. Miss Marvel. Yeah. I liked what I was playing of it. I enjoyed that, but I did not get into, I didn't get no deeper than just playing some of that story. Be on the lookout. Black Panther coming your way. Look out. <laughs> so number five. So we got reviews of Xenoblade Chronicles three. Um, so I did a thing, right? So I was looking into the Xenoblade series mm-hmm. and we got, remember we got talking about this and I was like, do you need like, what do you, what do I need to know to play this game? Is it something that mm-hmm. I would play? And okay. I, I got, I got looking up like about the first one and the second one. And uh, these are all standalone stories, which I, I didn't know. Each game is not a sequel to the, the previous entry. Uh, I didn't realize that at all. So the first game is its own set of characters. And the second game is the same ordeal. Uh, so it's the third game, third game. You don't have to have any prior knowledge to play the game. So, you know what I did? I purchased Xenoblade Chronicles three. Look uh, at you to try yeah. to, I, I needed to step into a new realm. I, Cause we, oh, got, you know, we were talking what last week and we were like, we just don't know what to play. Right. I just don't yeah, know what yeah. I want to play. And I was like, you know what it is? Maybe it's cause I keep playing the same things. Maybe I just need a okay. step. I need to step out. I need to step out my boundaries and, and try something, uh, something different. You know, you, you keep telling me about all these fantastic JRPG games you play and stuff all the time. <laughs> you're, you're deep. You're, you know, you're like ankle deep in some Final Fantasy VII integrate over there. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, so I'm like, what am I What am I doing myself? And why am I not enjoying these super, uh, <laughs> super lovey dovey stories with some over the top combat? You know, why am I not doing that myself? Um, so I did. I purchased it and I wanted to try it out. I was able to put like a couple hours in to the game thus far, which is which is like half of half of tough scenes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but fantastics, you know, I, I really uh, so the combat right off the top is the thing that I think most people are going to ask questions about because that's what I didn't understand how it worked. And I was like, oh, this is what's going to make or break the game for me. Right. This is I can deal with a good story or or you know, characters, I can get all down on all that. But, but if the combat is not good, uh, that's going to be a, a real, real problem. So I fired it up, tried it out. The combat is almost like playing an MMO game. Uh, okay. That's what I was going to ask if it was set up um, sort of the same style as the others. Yep. So you get in there, it's kind of like an MMO. You go in there, he auto attacks or whatever character you're, you're playing as is auto attacking. It's doing its thing, and you basically got to try to get like uh, you're trying to take advantage of like side attacks, back attacks, uh, positioning your character correctly to do those uh, maneuvers to kind of get bonuses or, or break guards. Uh, and then you got these other attacks. So as he's auto attacking, you're loading your other attacks up, which are called arts. I don't know if that was you played some of the other games, right? Yes. Yeah. So these attacks are called arts and you go in there and uh, 
you basically have cooldowns. You know, you can do like a backstab or something like that. And if you're standing behind the enemy, it actually does more damage, more effective. Uh, you can do like sword side swipe, so that's going to require you to stand on the side of the enemy. So, so even though you're auto attacking, you're constantly. Uh, it's more of like management of tactics uh, kind of combat rather than going in there like Diablo or something and just constantly push the same button over and over, which is yeah. my, it's mind numbing. So this this the whole time is. You're, you're adjusting your positioning and moving your characters around or getting into buff zones. Maybe somebody's buffing or healing in a certain spot. You can stand in a, in a radius and, and gain those bonuses. It's really fascinating. And I, I'm, I'm very early, you know, in the, in the seeing what any of the potential of the combat is, but just the gist of it and kind of getting some of the mechanics, just the basics. Really digging it. Uh, I'm really liking what I see of it awesome. so far. Uh, I'm, I'm really interested. I'm actually excited. And you know how you get that feeling like I, I want to get back into it? That's kind of how I feel about playing this. And I haven't had that in a while. I've been really missing that's, out. Yeah, on, that's on, important. On that. So I haven't had that like, oh, I need a. am excited to go turn this game back on feeling. Uh, in, in quite some time, really, since I've probably played, I don't know, Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, you know, and that game was like hit or miss for me on, on like halfway through that story. Yeah, like I was really excited to play it the first half, and then I started to feel like it got a little bit drawn out on the second half. It is long. Uh, <laughs> it is very long. It is. It's a long story for something I feel like could be like a little bit squished down. But I'm not taken away from that story at all. That game is also fantastic. But yeah, Xenoblade Chronicles Three. Uh, uh, the cutscenes look fantastic. Another another thing that a lot of people would probably wonder is about the graphics and how well the game runs and load times. Uh, from what I've experienced, it loads pretty fast. Uh, there's there's sometimes there is a small loads loading screen in between cutscenes, probably this that load up the next you know video segment. Uh, but they're relatively quick. You know, you know you're gonna watch a multi-minute cutscene. You know, so what's what's thirty seconds in between there? You're gonna do that to collect something free on Candy Crush. Uh, <laughs> so not a big deal. Uh. Um. Just the screenshots uh, look really good. Um, very bright and cool. I bet it looks good on the OLED. Oh, yeah. On the yeah. OLED. On the OLED. It, it does look fantastic. So that's the other thing, the graphics, right? Uh, you know how uh, we got into the deep talks about Pokemon Artemis and how Arceus. What is it? Arceus? Arceus? Yeah, that's it. And how the world kind of just looked plain and a little bit muddy. Hello? Oh, did I lose you? I thought I, I didn't hear anything. I think my, my internet was uh, being a little silly. <laughs> it's never but a dull moment. I was just saying how we were uh, talking about the world and Pokemon Arceus and how it was just empty and kind of barren and didn't have really much polish on it. Just kind of here's a here's a landscape. Enjoy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then you got something to compare it to like Breath of the Wild where it was still in my opinion, you know, still strong opinion, still a little empty and barren. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, so you got these open world games on Switch and not really a whole lot to do in that open world. So as I was, you know, I wouldn't. So it's, you know, Billy Chronicles three is open world, but it plays more or less kind of like uh, Monster Hunter would. So you're in yeah. area like very large areas, not really. um open true openness so you're going to traverse somewhere eventually to another area 
which I think is much better for how the game can run because now the game can run better. It's not looting as many assets. Uh, so you're increasing your you know processing power really by just kind of condensing down each area, which is I think looks great. And uh, the graphical style, you know, you can see it is on the Switch. So obviously have that in mind. Mm-hmm. But uh, the, I've, oh, go ahead. Well, the best way I can describe what you're talking about about how uh, its areas and everything—that's um—that's how Final Fantasy typically is. You you have your own areas, and when you cross into the next area, it loads like that next place. But you could do everything in that one one area, and it until you you know you leave. Yeah, yeah. And it yeah. works really good for that. It's like you said, you can have way more assets in one place instead of and, and enemies and characters and story and all that instead of this giant area. You're like, cool, let's splash some like enemies here, throw them there. Yeah, here's a waterfall <laughs> that you can't do anything with. It's just there. Yeah, it's just there. <laughs> and that makes it, <laughs> that's what makes you more mad when you walk up to the waterfall and you can't walk through the water. There's yeah. nothing. Why is there it. no secret door? Well, yeah. Why is there no cave back here? It's in every other game. That's <laughs> <a> staple. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I can't be more impressed with what the game is so far. Uh, I'm surprised that it kind of it like soon as you kind of start it up, you kind of like it's, it starts to get you developing like character relationships. Like you start to you learn who these characters are. Cause you, I mean, obviously you don't know who none of these people are. You just start the game up. Yeah. But it starts to really get you into it like really early on. And, uh, each character seems unique. Uh, they all have their different, different personalities. Uh, and it seems to be a, like a, a lot of different classes. I want to say when I, when I was reading something about it, there's like 23 different classes in this game. Um, wow. Which is in, incredible. Are they classes or are they um, are they jobs? I don't remember because uh, it's been a while since I played the other ones. I don't remember if they they did jobs or like where you can switch them. Can you switch your class yeah. or, or okay? That's what I thought. Okay, yeah, so that's cool too. Yeah, so each character. So I'm I'm not this deep in the game, but this is kind of what I've read is uh, each character you you rank up each class. Uh, each class has a rank and then once you rank up a class all the way then you get the ability to get like a master skill uh, that you can use for that class but you can also change out on the fly which class the people in your party are so if you needed to like you know you wanted more defense or more healers you can switch their classes out or you can make more attackers or whatever I don't know all the classes yet I'm not that deep but that gives you the ability to adjust to an enemy or whatever you're fighting to kind of overcome whatever obstacle it is. If, you know, so if it's too difficult, you know, you can always go in and, and tamper with that system to get the best out of it, out of your 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 party, basically. But Man, I didn't I didn't realize this actually came out. Uh, I didn't know. I thought it still had some time. I didn't either. It, it surprised me as well. So the only reason I knew about it was because I was on the Nintendo eShop. They sent like a thing to me about some kind of multiplayer uh, sale or something. And then I seen it was like the, the best seller or something. I was like, oh, I bet it's I bet it's the pre-order is doing really well. I think it's coming out soon. And I went to look at it because it usually has like a little tiny text on it saying it's pre-order or whatever on the Switch store. Mm. But I, I went to it and I, it didn't say that. And I was like, well, that's weird. Uh, 
So I clicked on it. You could buy it. And I was like, whoa, I didn't know this was out. And I got looking into it and I was like looking at the pictures and looking at the video. And I was like, wow, this is a really cool video. Uh, this is really like touching base with me. I like how this looks. Uh, and that's what ultimately got me interested. in it. I looked up the review for it and that, you know, that's what leads us to this moment, obviously. <laughs> uh, but the reviews are overwhelmingly positive. You know, you're looking at five tens, five out of five, ten out of tens, you know, some eight out of tens, depending on who's reviewing. Um, you know, but v VGC right here has a uh, five out of five on it that I have pulled up here. And uh, they're saying it's taken 100 plus hours to beat this this story, which is scary. Oh, That's scary. <laughs> yeah. But uh, as you read through some of these reviews, though, people are saying that the 100 hours Hundred after the hundred hours, there's still stuff they haven't unlocked. There's still skills they haven't got. You know, there's it's it's incredible how much content is in this Switch game, which is also mind blowing to me. To, to just have that sheer amount of stuff on that game card, it's just daunting to think about. Do you uh, do you think this is going to put itself up to be a game of the year contender? Has it put it on that list already? Being five stars, I think it's going to be on the list. Absolutely. They're claiming this. I mean, like I said, I haven't put enough time into it to have an opinion. But from what other people are saying, you know, uh, this is like one of the best JRPGs on Switch currently. You know, so that's a big statement. There's a lot of JRPGs on the Switch. There, There is. There's tons of them. So for this to kind of like take the crown so early in its debut, you know, that's really it really, really shows what this game's capable of doing. You know, the series it, has come a long way too from what it was. I mean, being a, a really niche uh, for the first one, it, it was it was like a, only on the Wii, and it was expensive, and the prices went up. I think we talked about that in a previous episode. Yeah, and yeah. and and they ported it to the Wii U. I I want to say. I think you're right. Um, and then eventually they ported the first game to the Switch, but they made the second one before that. Yep. Uh, and the first one's the one that I I played through a little bit of the second one, but I went I stopped, went back, got the first one because I really wanted to play it and I was really into it. And I love the voice acting, and the weapons are awesome. The Minado, if uh, I'm sure you hear people talk about it, I'm, I'm guessing. I haven't heard that word. I remember you mentioned it to me <laughs> that they they constantly yell it out in the in the <laughs> first Minado. <laughs> oh. Oh, you gotta get the Monado. <laughs> it's, it's everybody. Yeah, and yeah, you made a great point. The voice acting and the, and actually the sound design in this game and and the actual score of the music, really phenomenal. They got this flute thing going on, and uh, it sounds it really sounds terrific from what I've heard. Some of the like a little bit of the combat, a little bit of the open world segments, uh, in the home base segments, uh, cutscenes, all the all the score. And, and the whole thing that I've played so far is really unique and, and very on on you know par with what's going on on screen. Um, voice acting, everybody's like got a British accent, which kind of surprised me. Yes, that, yeah, that, it's a little <laughs> off putting at first. That surprised me off the off the start. I was not the accent. I was I was really gonna grasp. <laughs> I was I was thinking more right. like dubbed anime kind of voice or something. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it I wasn't. Bitch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's not what I was expecting, but I, it's actually, it's, you know, it sounds great. Uh, the recording of it sounds good. Uh, I've, I don't have any complaints, you know, so far. 
Like, uh, this makes me uh, excited, actually. Yeah, yeah. I'm um I'm really happy for you that you you went out and tried because this is a this is a step away from what you normally. I mean, you you do really love RPGs, but you don't typically <laughs> jump into to yeah the closest <laughs> to this style i'll say like these action rpgs or um a- anything like final fantasy ish or ask yeah no that's completely out of my ballpark i that the last time i probably played something like this um gosh i honestly don't know um most of them are turn-based that i do play like this like triangle strategy but I, that's completely different uh style like I just like tactics, you know, I, I, I don't have a problem. I really don't care what the story or people are, you know, as long as I can play some cool strategy, uh, really doesn't matter. But triangle strategy in that in there does a fantastic job of making you like the story and the characters. And it's got a great tactical system. So that was all around great experience. Um, but like you said, as far as like, like an open like an open concept with like a party combat based system and an RPG setting. Like I don't know if I played anything. Maybe maybe Kingdom Hearts is that that count? I think that's like that's halfway there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's an action RPG. I would consider that. So, <laughs> you, you've dipped your toes in in yeah. a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Very uh, in the very virgin waters of uh, <laughs> of JRPGs, should we say? But you know, and, and there were some I other know. ones that I was looking at on the you know the Switch store, and I always look at them like, wow, that looks cool. But the, the but they always kind of look like generic, you know what I mean? They just like everything looks kind of the same. All the characters kind of look the same. The setting always kind of just looks like open plains or something. And so yeah. I, ne- I, I never found one that I found I thought was captivating enough that I wanted to like go purchase. And the only thing that did that with this was uh, the, the combat and the story. So the story is based upon like two different armies like fighting against each other. I don't know. Is this the same thing as on par as the other two games? Um, but there's basically, uh, yeah, I think it's different. <laughs> is it different? Well, there's anyway, there's like two, I guess, you know, groups of people, you know, and, and both of them are fighting in this endless war basically. And, uh, so all the soldiers only have like a 10 year lifespan. Uh, oh, wow. and, it, and if they actually survive their 10 year lifespan, I guess they, they get some kind of special <laughs> ceremony or something. I don't fully understand what that all is about yet, but, uh, most of the people just die before the 10 years are up. But there's some kind of like so when when people die on the battlefield, it fills some kind of like fate clock and uh, their life gets basically the enemy's life gets given to your your fate thing. And that's what keeps that particular group of people alive, I think. Uh, so okay. if that if so, if that thing runs out, uh, then I, I think there is like debuffs and stuff on your people as well. Uh, so if you're not killing enough people. Uh, there's a there's there's some stuff built into that system that I just fully don't comprehend yet. I'm I haven't seen it all, but I do know like their energy, you know, life goes to whatever it is for whatever side of that of that war for the people they kill, which is it's interesting on its own. So I'm sure they're going to develop this story like super deeply over the next hundred some hours. Uh, this is this is. <laughs> I, I have- this is just my my two hour top thoughts. <laughs> uh, so, which I've learned a lot already, you know, from from just a couple hours. There's a lot going on. Oh, and 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 another note, like the game does have one visual style, but the cutscenes all kind of look very, very high 
quality like production like the cutscenes look very good compared to like they look even better than the gameplay like it looks like you're watching like an anime almost in the cutscenes so it's not like your typical in-game cutscenes like it's actually clipping out to go and you're going to watch this segment uh, which is really great I, li- I think it looks really phenomenal actually if you end up liking this series there is another series of games that are uh, somewhat in the realm of the same action RPG style but uh, any of the Tales games are really good Tales of Vesperia or something like that Vesperia that's a very big one that a lot of people liked Um, there's also Tales of Burst Area which is one I think I like that story is a little darker Mm. Um, and uh, Tales of Arise I think came out recently that was one I wanted to check out that's the newest getting this might might cause me to Jump into the tales of Arise. So you're saying, yeah, that's I, a Game Pass I, I game, need right? Something new. It, mm, nope. it was. I, I thought I had it. Don't tell me that. Uh, oh man, I thought I, <laughs> I seen don't think it. it is. You lying to me, boy? Is it on PlayStation? I, I feel like it was on one of them at one point. Not saying it's still there. It might have got taken down by now. But yeah, we can do like ten hour check ins to see uh, how far we're making progress here. <laughs> it's going to take a hundred and plus hours to to make any progress, at least. Which I'm cool with. I, as long as the story is captivating all the way through, I have no problem with that that runtime. But it's been a long time. I've became like a 15, 20 hour gamer. You know, I'm looking to wrap something <laughs> up in 15, 20 hours. You know, I'm starting to get antsy at that point. Yeah, uh, our love for indie games has done that, <laughs> done yeah. that to us. <laughs> so this, I haven't, I don't think I've conquered a game this am, you know, vicious in a long time. And I'm, I think that's also part of the excitement. Like, I haven't donated that much time to one title in a very long time. And if this if, if this game that can break the seal on that is some guy, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. And I like that idea. You'd be ready for Persona after that. Maybe that's what I'm gaming up to, because I did tell you that, didn't I? I was going to buy Persona on the Switch. So you did may, say that. Then maybe that's what what I'm what I'm doing here. That'd be my goal, right? That's a, un, 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 <laughs> I'll never do it, of course. But that's your end game. <laughs> yeah. Let me let, let me get this ready uh, and beat by Persona 5's launch in October. We'll see where I stand on Persona. But yeah, that was the, I did say that I said I was going to get Persona Five Royal Royale on the Switch, and uh, that was how I was going to consume that media. I promise. I'm going to do it. I'm going to purchase it. <laughs> it's going to get bought. It's going to get bought. Well, and I'm sure I like it because I like that whole like school setting and like I like playing bully a lot. So uh, I like that thing, like the setting with that and doing school and like that. The whole part of Harry Potter, the Hogwarts legacy thing, uh, that whole school and like you learn, you're becoming a wizard. And I, I think that that really is interesting. So I think the persona thing will kind of like make it. I think I'll like really like the setting. But that's also a turn-based, right? That's turn-based combat. Yes. So. yes. That's that would be a good refreshment, right, for playing this for eight hundred and sixty-three hours of MMO-style combat. <laughs> but yeah, that's where I stand on it. Uh, so far, it seems like this is a must-have on the Switch for anybody curious. But that is what the general population is saying about it because i have no idea like it was a really good two-hour experience i'll give you that, that, was that. 
<laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> but yeah, that's all I got. Any, any you got anything to add on the final news here? Uh, yes. You said something about bully, and I thought I saw some new screen captures of the bully that they're talking about that's coming out, like the remaster. Uh, that's exciting. Let me see if I can actually find that. Here's some pictures. They were like early, uh, early engine shots of it, but they're actually really pretty. The environments that they've made, and they showed some side-by-sides. It's not in this one that I'm sending you. I really need to find that actual mm. article that had it, but this has some couple pictures from there. Oh, it has a, uh, Concept trailer, real quick, too. He kind of looks a little creepy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he looks a little creepy. But this is like, you know, early alpha stuff, I think. Yeah, yeah. But it's impressive compared to the old game. And they're doing this on Unreal Engine 5. They got ray tracing and everything going on in here. Yeah. Yeah, this looks really good. There's that. And I think I, I think I hit you with everything else, though. Turn there. I think we covered a lot of, a lot of everything. A little bit of, a little mix, mix of stuff today. Yeah, that, that trailer looks cool. Uh, I like where they're going with it. it looks good. Graphics, it looks fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can't, can't get around that uh, for for whatever early build that is. But if you got any final thoughts, comments, or concerns, now would be the time, sir. All done. <laughs> All done. Well, All done. don't forget to follow us over on Twitter at Legacy Respawn. And you can find us over on Patreon.com slash Legacy Respawn, where you support the show. We greatly appreciate that. And until next time, take care. <laughs>